This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. Subscribe on Apple iTunes or Google Play to the Piper Carter Podcast to hear the stories and thoughts of Piper Carter. Follow Piper Carter on Instagram at Piper Carter. All right. Welcome to the Piper Carter Podcast, y'all. I am Piper Carter. And I'm going to open up with this young woman's music. Her name is Monique Ella Rose. And um, her song is Can't Get Enough, A Love Odyssey. And she's from Detroit, Michigan. And this is produced by Detroit's own Piranha Head. So listen to this beautiful song. Welcome to the Piper Carter podcast. I just faded that out. So you're going to have to go to her channels to, you know, hear the rest of her music. She's really, really wonderful. Um, Monique Ella Rose. And if you go inside of the description, I pull all of her links and everything inside the description. Yeah. So thanks for being patient. I had a little bit of... um 
technical challenges trying to get up and going. And um, I have some great guests here. I'm going to throw the flyer up so you guys can see on Sunday, February the 27th in the year of our Lord, 2022 at the International Institute at 111 East Kirby in Midtown. Um, Sean P. Entertainment presents the Vagina Monologues, y'all. All right. Yeah. So um, this is pretty interesting. So I am going to start with the show's director. Okay. I'm uh, really excited um, to hear from you. Um, the Vagina Monologues is a, and it's an institution, you know, mm -hmm. um, it's been around in Detroit. This We're celebrating the 30th year uh, this year, right? And yes. so it's quite an honor to have you and some of the cast members um, that are going to be, you know, showcasing your talents and your stories. And so, yeah, so let's just start with you and just tell us um, a bit about yourself and your role here um, with Vagina Monologues. And okay. welcome, Nay Renee, welcome, the director of Vagina Monologues. Thank you. Thank you so much for uh, having us on the show. This is awesome. A wonderful experience. Um, so I am Nay Renee. I have uh, been directing, I've been acting, directing, producing, and writing for several years. Uh, acting since I was three years old. I'm way far from being three years old, so you can just imagine how long that is. Um, um, I was given the wonderful opportunity to direct this show, um, The Vagina Monologues. I think you and I talked about how how cool it is to have a man actually produce this show for all these number of years. And uh, I, I'm, it's my turn up at back to bring a little different spiel to the show. Um, and I'm working with some wonderful ladies, 17 beautiful, talented uh, young women who uh, are just awesome. Just awesome. Tell me about um, yourself as a director. Like, you know, what, what your path has been or like, what's your story? I mean, I know we have a lot of yes. other guests, but as much as you can tell us for now. Yeah, sure. So uh, like I said, I started acting at the age of three, um, right here in Michigan. Um, I'm not originally from Michigan, but I came to visit my mom and her, her new husband at the time. And they saw something in me that at three, I mean, who knows? And I started doing uh, talent shows for a gentleman whose name was Jim White, and he had the Stars of Tomorrow Talent uh, Showcase. Um, at that time, we had the State Fair here in, in Michigan, and I would perform uh, actually as a comedian at the age of three. Isn't that crazy? Um, but I won several contests and I figured this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, and that's what I've been doing. It went from, uh, from acting to writing, 
because a lot of times for me, and this is no slight on anyone, but a lot of times for me, it seems like people get the lines a little blurred between musicals, stage plays, and stage performances. So instead of allowing myself to keep doing, uh, going in a circle, so to speak, I decided to start writing my own. And I've written two very successful plays um, in my father's footsteps and I gotta love you till I die. Um, and from there I decided, okay, the backstage is really where it's working for me. I and mean, God has totally blessed me with a third eye, I believe. And and I, I'm I'm doing pretty well as a director locally around here. So <laughs> So uh, yeah, that it's my passion. I, I eat, breathe, and scream it. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so thank you for that. And also too, um, tell us how you got started with the vagina monologues. I got a call. Uh, I, I have been kind of following it, uh, following Sean P. And I got a call from him. I got a call from him. Um, and he's like, hey, Nay, would you like to, you know, finally do my show? And I jumped on it because who wouldn't want, you know, the vagina monologues on their resume? I mean, this is a, a phenomenal off-Broadway play that ran and still running for many years. So, yeah, I, I jumped at the opportunity. Yeah. And so how many... Is this your first time doing the vagina monologues? Yeah, this is my very first time doing vagina monologues. And it has been a handful, but I wouldn't trade this opportunity for anything in the world. This has been great. And then, so how long have you been working on the production of it? Uh, We've been working on the production now for, I would say, about two months. Um, We didn't have everybody we needed at first. That was a bit of a struggle, you know, especially with the pandemic and everything going on. It's not like it used to be uh, with theater, with getting people and keeping people because, you know, people fall off, uh, unfortunately, due to the pandemic and such. So, yeah, that it was a bit of a struggle to to finally get it fully cast. And we're talking like 17 women. So, you know, you can just imagine that's a huge cast. Um, and, and like I said, it was it was pretty difficult at first. But and so it took us about two months to totally uh, cast it. And we finally have. And, and it, it's just been great. OK, well, I'm excited Um tell us the like mundane details, like the time and how much it costs and that type of stuff. OK, Um now, now Piper, I'm going to be honest with you, you asking me about stuff that I don't do, <laughs> to be honest with you. But um, it's my understanding that the tickets are $25, I believe. Um, It's February the 27th. Uh, Doors open at 3 o'clock. There will be vendors uh, available. There will be food available, um, to my understanding. You know, I'm I'm just in charge of the talent. So... No, that's great. That's great. And then um, and before we bring the other women on, let's just hear um, from you um, some of your highlights of working on this production as a director. Oh, absolutely. I mean, can I be absolutely transparent? I never yes, really liked this show. 
I never liked the vagina monologues. I didn't. I, I felt like it was a lot of uh, lectures, um, so to speak. Everything I, I had seen prior to seeing uh, Sean do it here in Michigan, when I saw it elsewhere, I really didn't care for the show. Um, Can you just elaborate on that just a little bit? Like, sure. what, like what, so you... what what vagina monologues is, uh, is an appreciation of vaginas, to be honest with you, to sum it up. Uh, that's a, a taboo com uh, conversation. Uh, women don't really talk about their vaginas. Uh, women are very comfortable talking about sex. Uh, they're not very comfortable. Some women have never even seen their vaginas, surprisingly. Um, <laughs> and even saying the word, uh, a lot of women can be very uncomfortable with. What this play does, and now that I've dived into it as a director, what I see that this play does is allow us to own ourselves own you know our, our womanhood so to speak and and to be proud um and to open up to other women and to share because i think especially in our community there's not a lot of, of talking about you know that that you're down there so to speak you know what i mean um but this this has allowed me even myself to open up even more to be able to have those conversations with fellow sisters to be honest with you and uh and it's been a glorious thing i mean really i keep saying that because it has to see the women that i've worked with and that i'm working with come out of their shells and be able to speak on things themselves especially the women i that are lined up on this show with me tonight yeah, thank you for that. And um, just I was paying attention. I was just promoting that we're in the show because we got started a little late. Yeah. So um, I got some some communication with folks say, put your phone down. But I'm, I'm promoting to tell people to come over and check check out the conversation. So, yeah. Um, and, you know, so thank you for that. I think um, something that's pretty interesting when you talk about um you know, the uncomfortability of, uh, number one, the conversation part mm -hmm. about, you know, the fear of being transparent about sex or sexuality or your body in that type of way. Absolutely. And also, um, it sounds like possibly, a, a, I don't know if it's a challenge of communication with women. Is that which you were kind of oh, absolutely. Yeah, can you just elaborate on that part a little bit more? Well, let me let me elaborate by being a little more clear, having a little more clarity about it. It's not just sex that we're talking about. It's also about, like I said, some women have never even looked down there. Some women have don't talk about down there. Some women have been molested. Some women have been, you know, as a child, grew up molested, raped. We, it covers a lot of, of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, it covers uh, even uh, homosexuality. Um, it, it covers re reproduction. You know, it, it covers so much. So I, I never want people to think it's just straight sex. When Even when people hear the title of the play, they're like, what? You know? <laughs> but what it is, the reason why I feel it, it, that that title was even chosen is because we as women have vaginas and we as women have stories to tell, you know, about abuse. Uh, I mean, it covers so many levels that we as women go through um, that it, it, 
a woman would be doing themselves a disjustice by not seeing this show. Yeah. So thank you for that. And yeah. that is coming from um, the director of the upcoming, um, you know, production of Vagina Monologues that's going to be in Detroit on November the 27th at the International Theater. I keep saying that in case- February, February 27th, February 27th, yeah, February 27th. Um, and look at the uh, description for, you know, more of the info. So I am going to bring in Miss Valerie. And um, hi, Miss Valerie, how are you? You're, you're one of the, um, do we call you an actor? Uh, in the in this production is that the oh, proper term actress actress okay so thank you you are an actress in this yes. production yes. and um i guess tell us a bit about your role and then tell us a bit about um yourself okay well um like nay renee said um the play is about uh different aspects of females and you know, what we go through as females. So I am portraying the angry vagina. And so what I talk about is basically what we go through as women, the things that we don't talk about. Um, why? The whys when it comes to our gynecology review, you know, exams. Um, you know, why is it like it is um, when it comes to the products that we use, you know, why are they the, those type of products? You know, why is it the way it is? You know, um, talks about, you know, just being angry. You know, why can it be this way instead of that way? And so you have to come to the play to really get real <laughs> caption of how angry I am. Yeah. But, and so but but tell us like um a bit about yourself because you're are you uh would you classify yourself as um relatable to your character per se? <laughs> well yes I I'm relatable to mostly all of the you know <laughs> I think everybody is relatable to all of the characters uh, in the play. Um, but with this one, uh, definitely, because it especially when I go to the doctor to have an exam, you know, uh, when the doctor says, scoot down to the edge of the table. And then you get those duck lip things shoved in you and then they crank it up. And it's like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So um, just the whole product industry of what we use or what we've been told to use. I mean, it's just 2022 where they came out with new products uh, so that we can use for our monthly menstruation, you know. So it's just been the pad and the tampon, you know. But again, yes. My vagina has been angry. Okay. And then so the piece that you're doing, mm -hmm. is this a is this a um like a, a written piece that you've memorized or is this something that you've written? 
No, no, this is this is part of the original vagina monologue. So this is something that I did memorize. Oh, okay, okay. And so um is this like you were like, I want to do this piece, or were there different roles and then you auditioned for different roles and they were like, You could you would be great in this role, or how did that process go? Nay Renee is the one that definitely said, Nope, you'll be good for this one, you'll be good for that one. So she's the one, the director, she is the one that put me in this role. And I thought were hmm, you surprised when you, when you I was. Them? I really was surprised, but which role did you think was you? Like when you were reading and you were like, "This one is actually me," and then and then you were like, "Oh wait, okay." You know, I, I this is my second time being in the vagina monologues, so I was woman number two. So I thought I would be, um, I was there, um, because I have been. In a, I've had a child, um, or that was another one I thought I would be. There was a couple of them I thought I would be, but I never thought the angry one because I'm always kind of jolly and fun, festy, and everything. But this pushed me, and I definitely, I, I think I've made Nay Renee proud. And so, did you have to? Uh you know, watch different actresses or like dig into, you know, different memories or how did you prepare yourself for, uh, you know, becoming this, this character? Um, yes. Watching different actresses, definitely. Um, but you have to dig into, um, after reading the script, um, you have to create a character based on the words and you have to think about your experiences. Once you think about your experiences and then like Nay Renee said, you know, a lot of women do not talk about their vagina. Um, I have a group of friends where we do talk about things and I just thought about the things that we've talked about. And so I put all of that into this character. And so that's how I came up with what I came up. And I added some things that Nay Renee was like, wait, okay, I really like that. So um, it's, yeah, that I, if I go on, I'll, you know, spill the beans. So I don't want to do that. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, we don't want you spilling any beans. <laughs> we, want you, we want people to get some beans at the show. Yes. Yeah, so that's what's up. So thank you. Thank you for that. And then um, tell us a little bit about like your path as a as an actress, you know, okay. you came well, to, to do this. Okay. So, um, you know, as a kid, I entertained myself as well as the family um, just by doing things, impersonating uh, singers, impersonating actresses actors, uh, anything I could. I grew up in a household where it was, I was the the oldest girl, but we had a lot of boys. So it was just my sister and I for a minute. And then the younger sister came about when I was 10. So we had boy cousins, a brother. And so it's nothing but a bunch of boys. So we couldn't really do too much. We just had to play with each other. And so I just decided to, okay, let me just entertain everybody. Um, strict family, 
got to school. Uh, everybody thought I was funny. So that's when I kind of said, hmm, maybe I should do something. And that's when I started to go outside of my box, per se, uh, dabbled into some uh, plays that, you know, the church did. Um after that, went to college, Wayne State, under Gary Anderson, uh, performed with him. Um, then I went dormant. Uh, but it sparked back up after my first divorce. And I said, this is something I need to get back into. But because I was single parent, I had to work two jobs. I said, I want to make sure that I get back into this because I really, really love it. So when I came across um, Sean, it was 19, 19, yes, 19. Um, and I don't even know how he got my name, but he got my name. And I want to say it was through Ursula Walker. She's an actress um, and singer. And she did a play where it incorporated the audience. And when I say, I think I was the only person in the audience that went along with the play. And they were like, okay, wh where have you done? What, you know, what, what plays were you in? What, what have you done? I was like, no, I haven't done anything in years. I, I really want to get back into it. Then I got a call from Sean, went into the vagina monologues, and here I am. Okay. that's Now, that was the first production that you yes. so with that one were was your experience because you said my first divorce <laughs> so when you said my experience i'm wondering are you talking about woman number two <laughs> <for that? laughs> woman number two well no it wasn't woman number two didn't get a divorce but um i was just saying my first divorce that's when i wanted to make sure that I got back into this. So Yeah, no, I got you. I got you. I was mm -hmm. just clear, clarifying that for the listeners. <laughs> so Yeah, no, I mean, okay, I'm going to bring some more women in because we can go all day. Um, yeah, so Valerie Folks is one of the actresses that is going to be in the upcoming production of the Vagina Monologues. I want to bring in Tiara. Um, <laughs> hey there, Tiara. How are you? Hi, Piper. I'm great. And yourself? Great, great, great. Now, I know Tiara in another uh, capacity, but you're an actress. Yes, I am. I okay. actually like the term actor, actually. I don't like Okay, actors. so you're actor. Okay, so you're mm -hmm. actor. Yes. Okay. Because we're all equal. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, tell us a little bit about who you are going to be this okay. time in this production. Oh, for this production. Mm -hmm. Okay, for this production... Hmm. I am a woman who who has loved her vagina, but has been hmm, hurt in so many ways. I put it that way. I've been hurt in so many ways. I, I used to love my vagina, but now because of the things that, had, that has been done to me, I, I no longer love it. Put it that way. Okay. Is this your, do you have experience um, being an actor? Yes. Before, mm -hmm. before this? Okay. And mm -hmm. so um, 
within the you know context of um of the play would you consider yourself like really really familiar with um the vagina monologues before yes this year okay yes. in, in what yes. capacity Okay, so um, when I went to Wayne State, I actually directed and produced the Vagina Monologues for Wayne State and was involved in it with the Frankie Darcel and also with Sean P for many, many years. I'm a part of Alpha Phi Omega Coed's International Service Eternity, and we used to do this every year to raise money for alternatives for girls. So I played My Angry Vagina. I played in, um, uh, oh, Cunts. Uh, I played a combination of monologues. <laughs> okay but yeah can you tell us who you're gonna be this time or no my vagina was a village i'll put it that way because i want people to come and experience okay. it okay so that's why i said my vagina was a village i said that you know i loved my vagina but something happened where i'm starting to dislike it i you know was hurt some type of way which is this is different for me because in sean p's productions i always played this one this one monologue because I love and I don't care. I love moaning. I love I, I love talking about vaginas, okay? <laughs> vagina this, vagina that. I look at the vagina, I talk about vaginas, and I was a woman who loved to make vaginas happy. And I and that one, I would just take the entire stage. And so what I do love and appreciate about neighbor Nay, she said, I got another one for you. And this is a challenge because it was I was like, oh, I gotta be serious now. <laughs> I can't just be on the stage moaning, you know, teaching people my moans, you know. <laughs> and you know what's interesting? Um, so, just give us like an understanding because you said you've been you had done it for a while. So, how many uh, iterations or how many productions of it have you done? Ooh. Um, so about maybe. All together, I've done maybe about 11, 11 to 12 productions, different productions of this in different capacities. So from being a producer, director, um, to an act, actor, to actually doing being an actor and, and a producer combination, because at Wayne State, it had a snowstorm one time, half of the actors didn't show up. <laughs> you know, we had to rock it out. Sadie was in it. You know, Sister Sadie. You know. Yeah, Sadie Star. <laughs> Yes, yes, you know, so about, about 12 Abisa, shout out to Abisa. Mm -hmm. So, okay, you guys been working on this for like two months. Yes. Did y'all did know each other? Like, the, the, no. the, the so none of y'all knew each other? Well, I'm not going to say none of us. No, not Piper, yeah, now you can't know. Say that. Now you can't, like, <laughs> my Piper, really. <laughs> No, I know, I know about three, four, about four or five, five of the young women in there. We have the done plays before. Tammy, um, the other Renee, we done, um, ooh, we did, we did the fall of Black Wall Street. Tammy and I, Tammy was my daughter and I was dead. I mean, this is crazy. I played an old woman and Tammy was my daughter <laughs> and I came back to, to back, back alive, um, Ooh, a combination of a woman that was in there. We actually did productions in the past. And so, um, what's it like, you know, having two months to like put something like this together? Is it? Did you feel pressured at all, or did you? Is it comfortable? Like, what's that? The 
time period like because you have to learn mm-hmm. you know this monologue and mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. really really mm-hmm. well like and, and there's like a two-month period it seems like so short <laughs> it is it is very very short um and one thing about being an actor or for other people actress is that you need to learn how to challenge yourself pressure yes. pressure yes. creates diamonds and that's what you want you want to become a diamond right. and as an actor you know that's when i perform my best is when you putting the pressure on me mm-hmm. um it was very different i'm coming i haven't performed since the pandemic i i have some some of my colleagues they performed and done other shows but me i was like i'm away i'm away i'm away mm-hmm. you know right, and this right. is this is my coming out from what what almost three years you know mm-hmm. yeah and, Me so, too. Um, and the international theater is pretty interesting because they support so many community um, yes. productions and the yeah. art mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. How has it been um, working with them? Amazing. Let me tell you about the international institution. So I don't know, Piper, if you remember the Arts Place Detroit that was also the Petty Players. That's where I started off at as a kid. So in the International Institute, and a young lady who sits at the desk, always when she sings, she's like, I remember you. I'm like, yes. You know, she's older now, of course, but she's still the young lady. Uh, <laughs> um, they they supported the Arts Place. They supported Petty Players. They support, supported Mosaic, a combination of community theater. Mm-hmm. And even when we were doing um, a refer theater, I just did, well, like three or four years ago, did an odd, what is the odd couple? We went over there sometimes to rehearse, and we were actually performing in Rufford Theater. You know, so the the, the, the International Institute, they're very supportive of the community. Very. They are. Yeah, this is exciting. Um, You guys, we have, like, there's like 18 women in here. And we have, <laughs> like, a quarter of the women. So I'm going to bring in a couple more um, women. So I'm going to bring you in, um, Carolyn. So um, welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello. So, Okay, so we have um, the village vagina and we've got the angry vagina and we have our director. So um, tell us about your character. You're one of the actresses, um, Carolyn. Um, do you say Dwame? Is that your uh, last name? No, uh, it's pronounced Dewan. Dewan. Okay, so um, Carolyn Dewan. Thank you for correcting. And um, tell us about your character in this um, iteration of the production that we're, that's folks are going to see on November the 27th. February. February. <laughs> I said December. Yeah, you said November. November. December. <laughs> it's February. <laughs> February. February, February the 27th. I was waiting on Santa or something. No, it's <laughs> February, right? We passed the little white boy with the arrow. Right. Okay. And we about to go into these leprechauns or something, right? Absolutely. Okay. Right. So So in between that, (laughs) February the 27th at the International Institute on 111 Kirby, right? Okay. So, um, yeah. So just give us understanding of like who your, um, who your character is, like without giving too much, but like, you know, just get us interested uh well my character is the reclaiming cunt uh the what (laughs) reclaiming cunt so reclaiming okay okay Mm -hmm. yeah so as we all know cunt is a 
vulgar word that you know used to describe a woman's genitals and in this piece my character she's not having any of that she reclaimed it and gave it a whole new meaning so which was a challenge for me okay (laughs) it was a challenge yeah let's talk about that for a second because um you know i'm a gen xer so like growing up you know in the 70s like that was a word that would make you fight (laughs) like you put hands on people if they call you that but Mm -hmm. um we don't put hands on people in 2022 though but um i don't know about it but um yeah so that's very interesting because uh at this point we've been through um you know, the slut walk, you know, there's the whole sex positive movement. Mm-hmm. Um, there's yeah. the pro um, sex worker movement, yeah. um, you know, the no shaming. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I want to like maybe dig into that without giving away like your monologue or the things you talk about there, but just societally. Mm-hmm. Um, did do, Where did you go to look to maybe get inspiration or, you know, to have you think about um, this character? Um, honestly, to bring forth what I needed to bring forth out of this character, I actually just had to tap into my own fears. Um, it, it was like, I tried to get out of some stuff here and there a little bit like I'm like nay like you know do it have, like I really gotta do this like it's really meant to be like this you know and she like yeah <laughs> so I really just had to just tap into my own fears and like take myself out of like use the fear to drive me to go ahead and push through so do you mind sharing like without being so vulnerable but maybe in a general sense like what the fear was around? Um, I guess sexuality, I guess, because growing up, like, I was, you know, like she said, like, women never really talked about their vaginas. So it was a lot of stuff that when I grew up, um, I was like, you don't do that, you know, don't talk, you know, a lady don't do this, and a lady don't do that. So, it kind of like outside of the bedroom it kind of like talking about my vagina and sex like even sometimes at the doctor when it's time to get up on that table and you know pop your legs open i'm still you know got my knees together like relax you know calm down so it, it it really just the sense of i guess owning my sexuality mm-hmm. right and so, um, and that's interesting. Okay, I'm gonna tell y'all a quick story. It'll be ever so quick because I'm long winded, but this was really actually gonna be quick. Okay. And Sean is on. Peace, Sean. I don't know if you guys are in the chat. Um, Sean is the producer. I have a question for Sean, but I'm gonna save it for later. Um, so around 20, um, 
11. I, I, um, I do social justice, right? And a lot of it is centered on um, what you would call like women's rights or gender justice and this kind of thing. And so we went to this training at this social justice uh, institute, if you will. And that we had the different trainings and the different, all the things, right? And so one of the trainings was in... Um, it was the first time I'd ever heard about the pro-sex worker movement, right? I had never heard about this since before, like, this training in 2011. So we go to the training and, um, you know, I'm not going to front. Like, so the trainers um, were of the profession, right? Like, they're from that community. And... Mm. One thing, you know, they were young, like, you know, I'm not going to front, like, I was a little like, oh, my God, because um, they were teens, right? And so they developed this organization, and the organization was to help um, keep them safer, right? It's almost like, you know, you have the different programs of, like, we're not going to talk about you know, like not doing the thing, you know, we're going to talk about how, if you're going to do it, like how you do it safer, right? So they did the whole presentation and um, talked to us about, you know, they had support for the women to, um, you know, all the things that, 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 uh, person that does sex work on the street, you know, would need. So access to medical care, you know, access to, um, ways to get, you know, food and things like that. Um, if they have children, like, you know, support for, you know, all the things they need for their kids and then, you know, all types of testing things. But then also, you know, if they have a, a drug dependency, so the things they would need, you know, for that. And then um, how to report bad johns and come up with these lists like it was all this all the things right bad like bad cops like it was all these things mm -hmm. and what i found um with myself you know the whole time i just kept thinking like um yeah do you have like a pathway for you to get out you know of the game so to speak and one of the the young women said to me, like, yeah, that's why we're doing this training, because we have to train, you know, more people that are not in this, that there are people who actually like this is a choice. And so it's not about getting out. It's about helping people be safer. And that is still something I struggle with. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, but I struggled with that for like a long time, right? Around, um, but like I said, that was my introduction, right? Into the sex positive movement. And then from there, I met so many, you know, um, what would you call it? Like iterations of that, if you will, mm -hmm. um, all the way through to, you know, all the things like, cause you know, sex, sex positivity is an entire movement that includes, all these different things, right? And so I, I, I see vagina monologues as being um, one of the, call it an institution mm -hmm. that allowed, I'm going to say like regular people <laughs> to, to um, into the world of sex positivity, you know, because, um, because there are all the things, right? There's all the things that have to do with, um, 
having a vagina. So I'm just wondering, like, as you're and thank you for listening to me. I didn't mean to be too long winded, but I'm just wondering, you know, Carolyn, as you're, um, you know, going through this process of, you know, uh, you were saying that you were facing your fears and you were like moving through your fears. Like, um, did you have uh, moments when that felt um i'm, I'm going to use the word like maybe traumatic or made you feel like unsafe not in the production or with the director or with the play but like as you're because i'm just imagining as you're saying moving through your fears like um what is that process like because um you know um i imagine that many women uh would feel the same way right to be to, to have to be, you know, that vulnerable or to face like a fear. So I'm wondering if you can kind of help us like understand, you know, like wh- what that's like, what that was like for you to like be able to, you know, be in that process. Right. You know, can you help us take us on that journey with you a little bit, like mentally and emotionally? Um, I wouldn't really say that it was anything traumatic that I, you know, experienced during it. Um, I would say a lot of discomfort. Um, I guess, and then like growing up in the church, you know, my whole life, and it's like the the peace that I have is like. I don't know, is out there, like, for me, is, I, I think maybe in the comfort of my own home around, you know, those, my family members that I'm familiar with is a certain level, you know, I can open up and do certain things, but to do this in front of a room full of people that I'm just meeting, it was a level of discomfort. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess because it has a lot of moaning and stuff has to go into this piece and outside of the bedroom, like, I don't know, I I guess I was clutching my pearls a little bit, you know, (laughs) it was like, (laughs) um, I don't know how to explain it really. Just like discomfort, I would say, um, because growing up in the church and because of the way that I was raised, you know, a lady don't do certain things. And it just felt like I was doing something out of the norm. And so thank you for that. And so um, this is like the two months ago, right? When you get introduced to, okay, you're going to, you know, I need you to do this. At what point between then and now we're two months down were you like oh yeah i'm doing this now you know this is me this is who i am like like where like where did that part you know occur i don't think she still have arrived yet (laughs) (laughs) um i i still get nervous about it um we have rehearsals tomorrow night and um my palms are getting sweaty just thinking about it. So it is still a process for me. <laughs> it's still a process. Yeah, and, and and thank you for that. You know, um it's almost like, you know, anyone that gets to go see this gets to live like vicariously through all of you and then hopefully um, you know, it's interesting. It's like I hate to say it this way, it's the only 
thing I can think of. But like if I see somebody throw up, then I'm gonna have to throw up. But it's kind of like, you know, if you see somebody like go through something, it kind of helps you see yourself in that a little bit, you know. Um, so, yeah, thank you all, you know, for your vulnerability. So I want to bring in, so uh, look, it, and the gang isn't even all here. This is, but this is like the last gang member um, that's going to be here this evening. And so I want to bring you in, Lauren. So um, Lauren's session is also, um, so are, how would you, are you a an actor, actress, performer, creator? How do you describe yourself? Uh, actor, actress is good. <laughs> Okay, wonderful, wonderful. So thank you, Lauren. Um, tell us a little bit about, you know, your character and who you play in um, the Vagina Monologues that is going to be February <laughs> the 27th at the International <laughs> Institute. Uh, yes, um, I am actually playing an uh, Islamic lady. Um and basically, she is um, getting abused by her husband. And um, it kind of like I had to do a lot of research of what they did in their countries, uh, Islamabad and Baghdad. And then I started like getting very emotional trying to get into the character um, and try to like dig deep into what I was doing, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, uh, very emotional and what they have to go, go through in their countries, um, being an Islamic woman and um, yeah, it's, it's deep. And so you, cause it's weird to have the conversation when, with the show, because it's like, I, it's hard to ask you guys questions without giving the show away. So, um, We'll just talk more about like your preparation, like for everyone else about the show. So, mm -hmm. how did you um, prepare yourself? Because that's a that now that is pretty traumatic. Um, um, going through yeah. any form of abuse, and so how did you? You know, I want to ask you two questions actually. Like one, how you you know prepared yourself for the role, but I also want to ask you, mm -hmm. did you? And if you did, how did you? Uh, protect yourself um, mm -hmm. in, in this role. So, um, yeah, thank you. Oh, so what I did to prepare is um, I definitely had to, because I hadn't heard of vagina monologues before this. And so I went to uh, YouTube and I just researched uh, all the, the vagina monologue productions. And then I came across mine and I got a, a feel for um how how they did it and then they kind of directed me in the way that she wanted me to do it and so and then I did like a, like I said a research of uh, the country that I was doing it in and um, it, it just like brought me to a place like so I'm last and um, I have uh, like the whole room probably crying after I finish what I'm going to be doing because um, it's very touching and um, mm -hmm. it's just, yeah, it's a lot. It is. And, and now um, I know like uh, 
in the uh, was it the Django movie? I know Jamie Foxx talked about how um, uh, there were you know moments where they you know kind of uh, I don't know if it like went back in time. You know, I mean I mean like just you know them taking themselves back right as a as a as a portal right to be like one with that character um i'm wondering like you know uh my, my father's an actor and so um i used to practice with him so you know i kind of understand actors <laughs> but uh but um but i'm wondering you know um a role like that seems as though um to make that that sort of connection it seems as though you would have to um maybe let down you know um mm-hmm. some sort of wall right between between you and the character but then Correct. you know like at the same time you ha- there has to be a way that you also like protect yourself because it seems as though sometimes with some of these characters those things can really mess you up take you to mind. a place mm-hmm. and so i'm wondering like um yeah, how do you deal with with that, you know, uh, with your life, like, you know, while you're going through the process of being this character? Mm. Yes, yeah, it's, it's been a struggle because, um, you know, I used to have, like, nightmares about it, you know, about what they go through. And um, so right now uh, I was taking an acting class and they, they kind of prepared me of how to uh, get out of that you know, where I can, like, separate myself from the character. Mm. And uh, just, like, basically uh, techniques, like uh, uh, meditation techniques and, um, you know, different ways of dealing with stress, stress relieving music, uh, and just, you know, different things like that. Being with my family, you know, just doing things to kind of distract my mind from that has been working for me you know, to get out of that. But every time, you know, every time I do it, I kind of relive it, but it's not as bad as it was before because those things that helped me tremendously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, I mean, that's good that you're saying that you're taking acting classes. I wonder, um, like, you know, <laughs> the... It, it, it's, it's so powerful, you know, um, thinking about like the work, because for me, I remember the first time I heard about Vagina Monologues, it had to be like 25 or so years ago. I feel like it was the 90s mm-hmm. when I first heard about um, Vagina Monologues. And I remember uh, I, I lived in New York City. And so people were like, and, and it was all white women. So I just remember people had like a lot to say about it. And I feel like I'm trying to remember. So I, you know, see that Sean has been doing this, I guess, like 20 plus 30 years. Right. And so um, I hadn't seen the Detroit one. And so my whole orientation to vagina monologues was you know, white women and white mm-hmm. women's um, stories. And I hadn't really, I'm trying to remember the first time that I even heard about black women doing vagina monologues. And I feel like it was possibly like a decade ago. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, a long time after black women had been doing vagina monologues. And so I'm wondering, is there, um, 
if you guys have seen like the original ones and mm-hmm. then is there something different about black women and women of color doing those Look, vagina monologues i think i think the answer to that is absolutely yes yes um, <laughs> the women the women uh for one the one thing that um every woman you've spoken with so far has said um kind of i decided to take them out of their comfort zone uh out of what they thought they were going to do so to speak <laughs> um and i did that I did that for two reasons. One, um, I wanted them to know how powerful they were as actors. A lot of times if you put yourself in the box, that's exactly where you're gonna stay. Um, but to, to, to think outside of the box, the whole point of acting is to be vulnerable on stage and to become something that you're not definitely comfortable with. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. if you keep doing what you're comfortable with, are you really acting at that point? You know, or are you just being who you are because you're comfortable with it? Um, the spice that, I, I, as I told you, has this, this show has never been one of my top faves. Um, and I'm not going to say it's because of any color or race or anything like that. It's just, it seems so much like a lecture. I think black women or women of color, period, not just black, but women of color, period, bring a certain kind of spice, a certain kind of uh, sass to anything we do, right? Um, Right. uh, We're going to do it in our own way, in our own fashion. Once we decide uh, to let down that guard and allow ourselves to open up, we're going to put our own little stank on it. And uh, that's what these women have done um i have to be honest i feel totally different about the vagina monologues now not just because i am what the director (laughs) no (laughs) but i feel differently because of how they're bringing it i tell them at this point it's their show not mine i can only guide them through because this show is so difficult with the topic that you know, we can we can have sex, but we can't necessarily talk about sex. We can go to that doctor's appointment, but we can't necessarily talk about what happened when we went. You know, we can't open up to our men and say, yeah, this is what happened at the doctor. You know, that's most of the time that's kind of taboo. Um, just like with the angry vagina. Uh, the, the fact that a tampon was created by a man. Why is that? You know what I'm saying? I mean, those kind of, and that's, I mean, to have your man go to the store and get those products, all those things are like taboo. Mm-hmm. You know, if you find a guy that does that, you you think you found something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Um, uh, the, the 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 reclaiming cunts. I mean, it's just like you know the B word. We all reclaimed it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we call it the the boss B and the bad B and the this B. You know what I'm saying? And and to take that word like cunt and and reclaim it, it's powerful. Mm-hmm. My goal as their director is to show them how powerful they are uh, within themselves. Uh, uh, some of the women, not necessarily these, but some of the women, um, 
had some insecurities um, where they didn't really realize their self-worth. And as they've been becoming these different characters, then mm. you could just see the growth in them mm. as women. So for me as a director, it's not really about the vagina monologues. It's about women of color gaining our power back, gaining our worth back, knowing who we are and being able to stand flat-footed and say, this is what I'm talking about. I own this, you know. Um, it, it, it's 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 like I keep saying. It's been such a joy, and and I picked these women to come talk about it because they're they're some of our most uh, confident ones. Even Carolyn, even though she had some issues <laughs> at first with their particular monologue, and yes. so did Lauren because it's such a sensitive subject, and it's hers is so emotional. Um, I'm glad. That she uh, stated about taking classes. You always should take classes. Never think you've reached your peak. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a vulnerable state that you put yourself in, and you have to know how to come up out of that. You know, and and come out of it safe. So I, I was really grateful to hear hear her say that, and I was just pleased that everybody said the same thing. Yeah, and I didn't think I was going to do that, but then they said, <laughs> I "Thought that was awesome." And so. I want to bring you back in here. Where'd you go? Tierra, there you are. Yeah, so Tierra, you um have been a part of a lot of different uh what would you call them? Uh programs. Well, just like programs for like, you know, performance and you know, art and this kind oh. of thing. So um can you talk about um the Detroit what would I call it? Scene of um, acting. Can you tell us about that a little bit? Hmm. That's funny. I was just talking about this to someone. Um, see, why you had to ask me that question? Okay. Okay. So the Detroit scene, and when it comes to this, it's it's a revolving door. Um, some people are seeking to learn more like Lauren. You know, Lauren is taking acting classes. Some people think they're going to be the number one star overnight. I don't know. And and because they've been in multiple productions because their friend, friend was the producer or the director right. and things of that nature. They don't even know that there's methods to acting. They don't even know the styles of acting, you know? So it gets to be very, 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 very deep. And, and with me, like I'm, I'm learning every day. I've studied in Detroit. I've studied in New York. I've studied in Atlanta. I have not went to LA. Well, I wasn't. I was in Anaheim when I was in Disney. But that's a different, a different. That's all different, you know. Oh, musical, musical productions is totally different from theater, theater, you know, um, and film. Oh, that's a whole different, a whole different ball game. You know, but people, I don't know. Detroit's like a little LA. Everyone, everyone wants to be actors. Actresses, actors, models, and things of that nature. But not a lot want to learn. And so, learning, people don't understand. Learning is the number one tool because that's how you become one of the dope, the dopest actors. You know, is is going to to meet people like Nate Renee, who has a different experience than Lauren does. That has a different experience 
you know, than you do, Piper. Because Piper, you're super dope when it comes, especially this hip hop. You know what I'm saying? So it's, mm-hmm. it's like you you mm-hmm. gotta you gotta be open and willing to learn. But Detroit mentality is all we are. We Detroiters. We we gonna do this. We the hustlers. You know, <laughs> not right. the learners. We the hustlers. And it's interesting. Like my my dad and my mom and a lot of my family, aunts and uncles and things were a part of helping create um, the Detroit theater scene, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. So Detroit Repertory Theater, Concept East Theater, like all these different, you know, theaters and they were doing, you know, all the Black productions in the 60s and the 70s. And so, um, you know, growing up, I saw theater, you know, and dance and um, all of that was there was a lot, you know, of it that was here, right? Um, all the way from, you know, independent productions to like the biggest productions, you know, would come here. But then after some time um, and some restructuring of our local government and some decision making that the arts were not worth investing into, whether through schooling or whether through, you know, professional uh, means, the city lost a lot by way of people leaving because there weren't opportunities here by way of losing funding. And so a lot of these, you know, organizations and things had to close. And then, you know, a lot of the places where you could go get education closed. And so it was in theater and, you know, it's all the arts in Detroit. So now fast forward to like, 2022 there's all of this like funding and all of this yes. conversation about we you know what's a good idea you know this is what new detroiters say you know what's a great idea we should like start investing in arts and we're just like wow we've been begging to do that forever to get our funding back and so now there's a lot more funding but the funding i see is more in the visual arts so a lot of murals and this kind of thing and i'm starting to see um there's a burgeoning like music industry that's kind of bubbling there's a little bit of a fashion thing that's making a little noise mm-hmm. and then detroit film in a vocal has, yeah, yeah. And, right. and, and film has kind of blown up because like all my friends everywhere else know all the hood films that are <laughs> on uh, or whatever uh, right. from Detroit. I'm mm-hmm. wondering though, theater. Where is theater um, in terms of like as an industry? You know, I think that, what's the state of theater industry here in Detroit? I think the theater is starting to be a lost art. And it's and I'm not saying doing film is easy. It's not. It's all about putting in the work. Um, mm-hmm. But however, theater uh, is very raw. You only got one shot. You know, <laughs> you got one shot, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and there's no do-overs. Where with the with, with the you know movies, you can cut. You know, do it again. Cut. Do it again. Take mm-hmm. nineteen. Mm-hmm. There's you don't have that opportunity in That's theater. Right. 
Um, and that's one reason, me personally, is one reason why I stay right there in theater because of that rawness, that feeling, ladies, you know, that feeling you get when you're on stage, that reaction, those reactions that you feed off of the audience. You know, unlike doing film where you have to wait until the premiere to see what the audience thinks and, right. you know, all of that. And, and that's fine for somebody. I'm speaking for Nay Renee. I need that energy. I, I thrive on that energy. Um, we do have a few, but but also, and, and again, this is just my personal opinion, the the concepts are off when it comes mm-hmm. to theater. You know, you have these stage productions that people want to call stage plays, but they're mixing this music. It's so what are we doing? Is, is it a musical? Is it a stage production? Is it a stage play? What what is this? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's and because too. there's no studying, no real studying of theater, the techniques, the art of it. It's an art in its own realm. It's an art. Because there's no studying of it, it's getting lost, you know? And then the appreciation. You have no idea, and maybe you do, how many people have never even seen a stage play? Yeah. In their 50s, in their, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, what? You remember? How dare you? You know? Right. (laughs) But yeah, so for me as a director, as a teacher, I want to say, hey, have you ever seen a play? And when I show you one, I want to show you a good one. I I don't want to show you this, you know. Mm Hood stuff that's kind of predictable. Yes, right, right, right. right. I, I don't want to do yeah. that. So yeah, it, it's all about it's all about who we have right here on this podcast. It's it's our goal, I think, should be to to make theater great again. <laughs> you know, okay. yeah. yeah, I thought that. <laughs> and so I'm also wondering, like, can you guys? Okay. Can y'all name some of the theaters just so that people know like where they can go to see plays? We're now let's just be clear. We're gonna use a definition right now. It's called a play. That's right. We're not talking about a concert, right? We're not talking about a musical. Right. Right. We're not what are we talking about? Why are we talking about the baby daddy's drama? Which one no, we ain't talking, talking about, about baby daddy's drama. We're talking oh, about a play. A play. <laughs> a play that's okay. been that's been written, right? Mm-hmm. That has dialogue in it. Right, that possibly has some monologues in it, right? That um has direction, right? Like direct, you know, that um yeah, like a play. So I want to, I just want people to understand, you know, where they could go in Detroit to see theater. Um, the Repertory Theater, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, the Redford Theater, mm-hmm. um, it's the Royal Oak Theater. Yeah, it's one more royal. Oh, what's the other one, Nay Renee? What's the um, other one? Stagecrafters. 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 Um, let's not forget Detroit Public Theater. Yeah, Detroit Public Theater, definitely. Gym uh, Theater. A music Music Hall. Because there's still some things that done there's in still music hall. The, some the Hillberry. Hillberry. The Hillberry. The Bonsville. The Studio yep. Theater. Okay, Wayne State University Warriors. I'm sorry. Okay. Hello. Can't leave that <laughs> out for sure. Whoa. Uh, uh, the International yeah. Institute. Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, the, sometimes, sometimes. 
Hold on, wait a second. Pause. The Charles H. Wright Museum. Museum. Yes. yes, yes okay. Um, <laughs> that was that was that was passion. I'm sorry, y'all. We saw it. We heard it all in you, girl. Yep. Oh, the Children's Museum. Um, because sometimes Mosaic does things there as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they also do things at the DSO as well. Yeah. The Opera House. Okay. So thank oh, you. Fisher, 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 Fisher. The Fisher Theater. Got, uh, <laughs> the Fisher plays with the Fisher. Mm-hmm. The Fisher. The Fisher does plays without music. Sometimes they do yes. both. Okay. Mm-hmm. They do both. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, yeah, but and it's funny. I used to work there. If you go there for no, sure. they do quality musicals. Yeah, yeah, it's not like every mm-hmm. other line is a song. No. Describing where about to go. <laughs> Wait, but in, in that defense, okay, some people mm-hmm. like musicals, okay? That's true. They're like, trying to sell some I would tickets. love to be in the musical of Rent, even though I don't think they're doing it oh, anymore. Absolutely. But I would, that's every other line mm-hmm. you're saying. I will do it. <laughs> but again, <laughs> we're talking about quality, not quantity of music. We're talking about quality. Well, it pushes the story along like a Hamilton or a Rent. You know what I'm saying? It pushes the but, story along. Not, but, I'm oh, like, okay. why did we need that song there? you know what's funny um yeah like i remember the debate happening like the late 70s into the early 80s about you know film is gonna kill theater and i remember everyone saying oh that'll never happen (laughs) which is interesting and then the then the debate like in the, the, I guess the same time period, 70s, 80s, like TV mm-hmm. is going to kill film. Yeah. And, and people would say, oh, no, that's terrible, but it's kind of interesting. And then there's the whole, you know, what's funny. It's like there's so many of my peers who have gone to go, you know, work for Tyler Perry and he's built the whole, you know, you know, universe. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. in Atlanta, which is interesting, but I remember just being so frustrated and all my friends being frustrated about those plays <laughs> in the 90s. You know, uh, and it's not just him, you know, it's, you know, mama this and mama that. Yeah. But um, what I think is, is, is powerful though is um, just the idea of where we, where we came from. I mean, in terms of not even being able to be like, you know, on a stage um, to having our stories told and to telling Mm -hmm. our stories. And to now, you know, um, you guys have like taken this, I'm going to just call it an institution and, you know, reinstitutionalized it, if you would, (laughs) just like, you know, just like, because I mean, 30 years is, that's a long time. Long time. Oh, here's David Rambeau, Concept East Theater. Um, yeah, we were just talking about theater history just now. So, um, yeah, it's just it's just interesting that, you know, you're taking this this production that people are used to seeing in a certain way and you're going to like create new life with it. You know what I mean? Um, what are you guys most excited about for your audience? On February 27th at the International Institute. Well, I know I'm most excited about theater coming back. Um, You know, the pandemic took so much away from everyone. Mm. And um, 
I'm just happy that we're able to get back on stage and people are actually at, able to come back and see us. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm happy about. Yeah, that's exciting, huh? Yes. As a as a director, I'm excited. Not I'm not excited about the audience. Um, I'm excited, although I do want audience members. So don't get that <laughs> but I'm excited to see the the ladies really come to life. Because if they come to life, the audience will come to life. So that's a given. Um, but I'm excited to see them get out of the, the drawing board, get away from the drawing board, actually get out there, stand on their feet and own their stuff. That's ex- so exciting for me. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited. I'm gonna come after you because that <laughs> right there. I'm excited about all of what she said, including letting people, pretty much in, in, um, informing people about the highs, the lows, the good, the bad, about vaginas. And that and allowing people to understand that it's okay for us to say vagina all day, every day. Every it's day. okay for us to call it a coochie snorcher. It's okay for us to call it coochie, whatever, twat, whatever you want to call it. It's okay because that is what we have, you know, and, 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 and the word cunt, it's okay now. You're going to reclaim it. It's okay. We forget tampons. You, you now you got you just use like, under underwear and stuff. Underwear, I know. You know, you know, diva cups and things. You know, I know. But just whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. it's your body. That's you can right. do it, and also to inform people of the things that's been that's been happening overseas, and not just even overseas. What's happening right here in the city of Detroit? Yes. You know, sexual assault, sexual abuse, you know, um, rape, yeah, you know, this combination of things and just being informative to people and they're listening and they're laughing and they're crying and they're confused. They're like, what's happening next? You know, they're concerned and taking action. That's, that's what I'm excited about. <laughs> How about y'all, Lauren, Carolyn? I'm excited uh, to get back on, I mean, to get on the stage. This will be like my first time because I am, um, as an actor, I started out, well, I didn't start out because I was in plays in high school, but as an adult, I started filming, started doing film. So this, as an adult, will be my first time on the stage, and I'm very excited about that because it's very different as we were talking than film, so I can't wait. Mm-hmm. How about you, Carolyn? For me, I'm mostly excited, like Renee said, to see all of the ladies just um, open up and how she always tell us, you know, to get out of our head and just let go, just to witness everybody up there just letting go, like, because everybody works so hard and, you know, in rehearsals, everybody's, you know, putting in the work. So I'm just excited excited to see what everybody do and to see them let go and you know produce and so Lauren so you've you've been doing film right what yeah, would you... me and my buddy Carolyn we are <laughs> we okay. call ourselves Ebony and Ivory <laughs> how long were you how long have you been um, doing film um well, I just started uh, last year for my birthday in July. Um, my 35th birthday, I said that, that I wanted to um, get back into what I always wanted to do, which was uh, acting. Um, and I didn't care what form 
but when I started back up, film was kind of what was, you know, popping. So that's what I went towards and that I've been in a couple films as extras and um, just to get a feel for it. And now uh, I'm going to be getting supporting roles and leads. So. So what what's that like for you now? Um, the the film scene here in Detroit because it's got a lot of buzz, you know, um, mm-hmm. like like nationally, you know, um, and and people are doing uh, producing their own films and they're just putting them, you know, out like on Prime or Tubi or whatever. And so, yeah. what do you find is maybe similar or different about your experience working in film versus working in theater? And the film is, have you worked with a lot of guys, no? I'm not sure. Are there a lot of women? Pro- yeah, like, it's directing the, definitely the guys are dominant. It's a lot of guys um, in the film. But I have worked with some phenomenal women directors who's coming out now. Um, and uh, <laughs> they can, you know, run suckers around the men now. <laughs> but, yes, um, I think that, it, like like we were talking about before, is is very different the two aspects even though they both are art you know um they but one is like you you on the spot you gotta do it right in there you can't mess up your lines and the other of course you get to stop and re-record and um very long long days on set like that's the big misconception of of filming it's like 12 hours as a you know so i think I, I like both of them, actually. I like both of them in, in different aspects, yeah. And so for the play, right, mm-hmm. how long do you spend, like, you know, preparing, like, you know, trying to memorize your lines or, you know, get it right or whatever before you um, you feel, you know, like you've got it and you're comfortable and you can do it, like, in front of other people? Mm-hmm. Do, do, you, do you ever? I, I, I don't right, know. I want to say, uh, I'm still learning, you know, <laughs> um, to be comfortable because I don't, yeah, it's like, and then it's like that rush of the audience, like right there, mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, you being behind the camera and, and every, you know, you're still everybody watching you, right, but it's right. just different with a whole bunch of people in the audience. Mm-hmm. And it took yeah. me, I'm still learning my life, actually, to this day. Don't kill me, Nay. <laughs> but that's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> but you gonna know I'm about the 27th, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I, but I got yeah. it. I got it. No worries. <laughs> but, but if you don't, you know, it's theater, so it's <laughs> yeah, I, I'm winning. <laughs> that's the other part. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, um, like they were saying with the film, like you know how you could stop and redo it and all that, but theater. It's like basically once you say it, it's out there and you actually just got to kind of go with the yes and, you know, just keep moving <laughs> because ain't no hold up. Let me do that over. <laughs> so ha- have y'all um, done. So when the 27th comes, is that going to be the first time? that y'all perform this in front of an audience or have y'all done this in front of a, this that'll be first time iteration it'll be the first time right it'll be the first time wow this is this is exciting then yeah i've been their only audience for two yes yeah. <laughs> this is very exciting so um so valerie you yes. um where where does your piece come within you know the production it's at the 
more this beginning part. No, you're at the end of uh close at the second half of the yeah, before okay. the second half. Okay. And so um are y'all doing a um like a break, like an intermission? Mm-hmm. Okay, so so okay. So I wonder when you guys do your um you know your iteration of uh of vagina monologues this time will y'all have like a social media component to it like any sort of live or hybrid or any sort of like virtual aspect or will it just be like y'all gonna come down here and see the show because none of this is gonna be like on anybody's social Right. Right. Yeah. Um, you, you, you sit there, you get it or you missed it. (laughs) You don't want to miss it. So (laughs) get your ticket and get your button seat. That's okay. So speaking of getting a ticket and getting your button seat. So it's February the 27th. That's Mm -hmm. on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. Uh, we said it's going to be at three o'clock, right? Mm And doors then open. Doors, uh, open. doors open at three o'clock. Um, the tickets are 25 bucks. You, if you want to get your ticket right now, go into the description of this um, podcast and check the phone number there uh, for Mr. Sean P. Williams, who is actually in the chat, as well as um, David Rambeau, who is with the Concept Ooh. East Theater. Um yeah, yeah, no, we tell them three, Sean, that's because four is black people time for three. No, just kidding. Right, exactly. <laughs> four is three, Sean. That's about right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, so, I mean, I just want to ask Sean, you know, like, so many questions, but he was like, let the women um, go on there and speak. Um, I, I will say, I, like I said earlier, I commend Sean. Uh, for doing this piece. I mean, out of all the the renditions of this show that I've seen, I've never seen a man produce this show Um, for whatever reason. I don't know why. Um, The fear of it or what, I don't know. But I really do commend Sean and respect him so much for Mm -hmm. doing this show. I mean, kudos to him. Good job, Sean. Shout out to you, Sean. And shouts out to um, David Rambeau for, um, you know, sending me the email. Like, you got to, you know, bring them on and everything. I've, oh I've had a really fun time. Like, you guys are mm-hmm. a lot of fun. I'm definitely going to come um, to the show. I'm going to hey, see how many uh, hey, people I can bring. You know, it's COVID. I'll see who wants to venture out. But we're, <laughs> we're going to go because, you know what, uh, International Theater, they follow in mm-hmm. it. COVID protocols yes, and yes. is going to be pretty safe and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and then I'm excited mm-hmm. to see some women from my hometown um, do this production. Um, I'm sure it's going to be pretty interesting. And um, this is really exciting. So I'm wondering, uh, it's so many of you, because normally we say, but we're just going to do it anyway. And um, I just wanted you guys to do um, just one go round of um, maybe something that your character would say to the audience. It doesn't have to be like a line, but just like you as your character, <laughs> like what, you know, would you want to tell the audience uh, before, you know, uh, next week? And then um, 
and then give us your socials in your uh, in your characters uh, <laughs> in character. You know, give us your how people can find you on social media. So um, you know what? Since since you're the director, Renee, uh, I mean, Nay, we 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 start with you. Uh, give them a chance to like get into character. Everyone's like, okay, scene. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we we'll start with you, Nay. Give us like, you know, some message to the audience and then also um, your socials. Okay. So the girls are going to love this. So what we're going to do today is we're going to contact Nay. At Nay Renee, period, on all social platforms. I make it very easy for you. Think outside of the box. Be vulnerable. <clears throat> Go to your computers, type in Nay Renee, and find me. Actually. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Um, how about you, Valerie? You ready? Let me say this. I am Valerie. Valerie with an A. Two of them. V-A. L-A-R-I-E, last name Folks, F-O-U-L-K-S. Type that in, you will find me on all social media platforms. Oh, I love it. <laughs> you better get it, girl. <laughs> okay. Um, you know what, Nay, since you're the director, you, you tell somebody to go next. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is going to be fun. All right, Tierra, you're up. I knew, I knew you were going. I knew you were going. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. mm. okay. <sighs> okay, so you can reach me at T I E R R A L A J A Y on Instagram and Facebook. I can't do it. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was pretty good. Was I was excited to see that. I feel so bipolar. <laughs> you can reach me P I E like whoa. Holy. I'm oh, sorry. Carol and J. All right, here we go, Kiera. I'm sorry, Carolyn. Come on. Yeah. I was not ready. <laughs> You're always, always <laughs> all right. Well, <clears throat> okay, you can, you can. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, I can be reached on Facebook at Carolyn Dewan or on Instagram at Love Carolyn. And y'all need to reach out to me. At uh, y'all need to reach out to me follow me I follow back and we out I mean because that's how we do around here because we're reclaiming all of that okay and oh okay <laughs> <laughs> and lastly but certainly a great finale Lauren <laughs> well I'm sad I don't want to be sad with my socials <laughs> I was bipolar, um, clearly. Right, <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. I got to be bipolar. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
not that easy to find. You know, I don't have all my names on all social platforms. So I'm more session on Facebook. And I miss with a Z Lauren one on TikTok. Follow me. And I am Lauren Michigan actress on Instagram. <laughs> and see. <laughs> No, thank y'all. You know, that was pretty cool. I mean, you know, I mean, I told y'all I come from theater family. So we used to doing stuff like that all the time, like improv and acting crazy. But but I appreciate um, all of y'all coming in, you know, being vulnerable, sharing your story. For those of you who um, are tuning in, you know, and you're in Detroit on February at the 27th. Yes. Uh, you want to get your ticket to go um, check out the Vagina Monologue at uh, the International Theater. Um, mm-hmm. All of the information is inside of uh, the description box here. But I, I want to thank this whole cast. I want to thank, um, again, David Rambo, um, Detroit legend in theater and the Concept East Theater. And I want to thank um, Sean P. Williams, who is the producer of the Vagina Monologues for, um, you know, bringing this to me and and being like, hey, you got to check this out. I want to thank you, Nay, for, um, you know, just giving and, you know, just being cool and being like, we're going to do this and don't worry, it's all good and rounding everyone up and mm-hmm. and like, yeah, we want to have as many people as possible. This has been a lot of fun because I was like, oh my God, all these people, but I had a good time. You guys are like a lot of fun. So I'm going to really be excited to see this show. I want to thank you, Valerie, you know, for being so vulnerable and for sharing, you know, um, mm-hmm. of yourself. I want to thank you, Miss Tierra. Um, it's wonderful to see you in this capacity. And I should have known you as a little actress because you be acting, don't you? <laughs> no, <I'm sorry. laughs> no, I love it. It all makes sense now. <laughs> I love it. So thank you. Thank you very much. And I want to thank you, Lauren. You know, um, you're a newbie. So I want to send you, you know, uh, lots of love, uh, encouragement. Keep going and keep taking those classes. Classes. You know, we're going to see you get, you're going to see you get, you know, uh, step into it and you're going to be like, you know, uh, on cue. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, thank you, um, Carolyn. Uh, you seem like such an easygoing, you know, uh, person. So I, I definitely want to see uh, this interesting character that you've explained. <laughs> this sounds like you're going to be transforming in a fun girl. So this is, um, <laughs> This is interesting. But um, yeah, and thank all of you. Thank all to all the listeners and subscribers. We want y'all to like, share, and subscribe this episode in particular because we want people to continue to support Vagina Monologues and these wonderful actresses. And we want you to continue listening to um, Piper Carter Podcast, where you can find us on all socials. We are on all your social media, but you can go to our website, pipercarterpodcast.com and see, you know, all the wonderful things that we're into. And also the Detroit is different podcast network at um, detroitisdifferent.net and Detroit is different on all socials. So um, this has been a a wonderful, wonderful episode. I also want to um, thank Monique Ella Rose, Mm -hmm. who, um, 
had that wonderful song that I played, you know, in the beginning. It was so beautiful. So um, go into um, her socials and everything, which are down in the description box, because we definitely want to support Detroit music. All right. So that's all I got for y'all. And um, we will see y'all at the show. Yeah. And we'll also see you next week. Peace. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Tune in weekly to the Piper Carter podcast with Piper Carter for a conscious take on music, arts, politics, and fashion. The founder of We Found Hip Hop has a say on what you should know about culture with a balanced conscience.